all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. <laughs> so, housekeeping, housekeeping. We've had a lot of um, good interaction with our core group of fans. So nice. I love that our Facebook posts and Instagram posts and tweet twits. And twits. <laughs> I love that our twits. I love that our twits. On Facebook and yes. Instagram. <laughs> yes. Are... Um, are getting good interaction from, like, it, it's always basically the same five people, but I love those five people. Yes, me too. And I love that you guys are interacting with us, and that's awesome, and the emails and the twits, etc. Please keep it up. It's it's our, um, what do you call it, our, our life force that keeps us going. <laughs> it, it is the force. The force. I believe is That has awakened. Yes. yes. Um, also, rate not not a great movie, or no? Ooh. The Force Awakens was great. Well, s- the last the Jedi- last Jedi was. I still have not seen it a second time. I liked it. I thought it was it was a little flip, but it kind of was a return to the old campy movies. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, know. I need I need to see it again. See, anyway. I still I still hypothesize that old school fans didn't love it as much as new school fans, which kind of holds true for us because yes. I, I wasn't. I thought the old ones were stupid, but I know you like them. That's blasphemy. Sorry. It's fucking blasphemy. Elvis <laughs> wasn't a Cajun. Elvis wasn't a Cajun. So anyway, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and email us at allbadthingspod at gmail. We're at allbadthingspod everywhere. But yes, please do if you don't. And email um, us at allbadthingspod.everywhere. What? I'm kidding. Okay. You said, we're, you said we're all bad things pod everywhere. Well, at Gmail, yes. <laughs> did I did I interrupt myself while I was speaking? Is that a thing? I, I think you did. Okay. It's so, okay. So let us explain the context for tonight's episode. You see, um, David started his new schedule, which is at work, which is a strange kind of schedule, like two days on, two days off, three days on, whatever, whatever. Anyway, it's not a standard Monday to Friday job anymore. So it is Wednesday night, but it correlates to David's Saturday night. Since I am self-employed on my own business, I can follow his schedule. So we went out just like having a fun night on the town on a Wednesday night. And now we're both a few drinks and, in. And surprisingly, there were there were a lot of people. There was a there was a shocking number of people still out. Maybe people <laughs> in the service business. That, that would be my guess because I was in the service industry for a while. And it was so. a lot of younger people. Yeah. Now we say younger people because now we're in our. <laughs> we mean younger people not by their twenties. They were thirty. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> At this point, people who are thirty are three years younger than me, and that's kind of depressing. Uh, yeah, they're 11 years younger than me, which is yeah, ultra depressing. Extra depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, people who are 21 or 12 years younger than me, which is really depressing. And people are who are 21, I technically could be their father. Yes, you could. So now that we've determined our math. I am your father. <laughs> That's going to play so it's, well on It's, it's already going off the rails, and yeah. we haven't even gotten oh, into the God. subject yet. <laughs> So, so, having said all that... Having said all that... What is our topic okay. for the evening? Let, do you want to do the hint game? No. No? Just, you're just not just feeling get into it. it. Okay. Yeah. So, tonight's... So, first... Oh, let me set this up. So, I've done... When we first started, I did a lot of research, and we did a lot of recording ahead of time to have several, like, back episodes ready to go. We had a ton of back we, episodes ready. We were ready. really good. We were always ready ahead of time, and then inevitably we fell into the, we're recording like two days before the episode has to come out. Um, so I was, I'm tr- attempting to get us ahead of the curve, especially as your schedule has changed for work. I want us to be able to record a little more ahead of time, plus 
I want to record our first like multi-parter. I know we've done two parters, mm-hmm. but I want this one. I'm thinking is three or four parts. It's a huge disaster. We all know there are multiple disasters in history. Not this one. No, 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 no. I'm getting to that. So basically, I I have planned out. This is episode 42. Um, We're Jesus. Is it really? Yes. Um, So uh, my plan is that we. I have plotted out the plots. (laughs) I've planned out the plots, (laughs) the stories for every episode. Um, leading up to episode 50, and then episodes 50, 51, 52, and potentially 53 will be a multi-parter as like a celebration of leading up to our... Yes, leading up to our first anniversary podcast. So episode 50 to our first anniversary because 52 weeks, whatever. So um, in the meantime, I've wanted to sort of get a head start on all of the topics leading up to that, so I've been working on really churning out some research, and so we're recording on a Wednesday. We normally record on Friday, and I'm almost, well, I'm at least halfway through next week's research, which is, I'm trying to catch up, like, go ahead quite a bit. We the, shall move on. Oh, I'm sorry, Demetrius. I just frightened our cat. Today's topic is the Valletta Stampede. Okay, this is a stampede. Stampede. It's been a while since we've done one. I mean... Did we do a stampede? Oh, yeah. Remember Victoria Hall? Oh, okay. See, I think stampede with animals, not with people. Oh, no, no, no. No, yes. No, people can stampede. They can. But when I think stampede, I'm thinking like, you know... Like Like on safari, a stampede of animals. Like the running of the bulls and Pancona. No, no, no. That's what I think of. Like, so do you remember Victoria Hall? Because there's going to be a lot of parallels in this one. Yes, I do. that That was a very... That was all... Kids dying. Yes. So, trigger warning. This is children dying again. Trigger warning. If you have children, think of something else while you're (laughs) listening to this. (laughs) Or just hug them and kiss them and say, yay, you're alive. Do that too. And I will never be in 1820s Malta where you'll die from stampede. And we'll just, you know, reinforce why it's not a good idea to have children. Mainly because you'll never lose them in a stampede if they don't exist in the first place. You won't. Okay. So on February 11th, 1823, so we're going a ways back. We're going back. back. We're almost 200 years. I try as much as possible to kind of vary our topics, both, like, I don't want to cover, like, multiple plane plane crashes, for example, in a row, or multiple of any of the same type of disaster. And I know that we're based in the U.S., so... I'm trying to, like, not be too um, U.S.-centric, because there's sure. a lot of disasters in our country, but I don't want us to just be the U.S. podcast, well, we have, you know? We have plenty of international listeners. Yes. So. Yes. So I want to be, like, representative. And if you are an international listener, and you email us at allbadthingspod at, at gmail. gmail, and wherever you're from, you'll get a disaster. Yes, that's true. You will get a disaster. Yes, I always, I always cater to those who request a disaster. <laughs> Whether like, you like it or not, we're like Oprah, except with disasters. Like you get a disaster, and you, you get, get a disaster. disaster. You get a disaster. You get a disaster. <laughs> Woo! I used to, I, I watched that Oprah episode when it first came on. I used to be a pretty loyal Oprah watcher. Okay. When it was on, okay. when I was like twenty. All right, you know. that's good. Anyway, shall we get back to this disaster? What I was trying to say is I'm also trying to mix up time periods because I covered a lot of 20th and 21st disasters. Century disasters. Hashtag disasteries or whatever you said. I'm not sure. I think that was it. Disasteries. Anyway, shall we retake this? On February 11th, 1823... An estimated 110 boys, meaning children who were male, (laughs) in case anyone didn't know what boys were. You mean boys. Yes. Were crushed to death. Jesus. Yeah. As they fell down the stairs to leave a convent on the last day of carnival in Valletta, Malta. 
We will get into why all this happened. So. I hope so. Yes. That's okay. the whole point of this podcast. All right. So, this tragedy happened in Valletta, Malta. Do you know where Malta is? I've heard of it. I, I don't know exactly. Do you have any sure. I- idea, like, guess of where it is? <sighs> it sounds to me like it's in uh, Western, Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe somewhere. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 basically there. Yes, um, yes. So for those who are geographically challenged, like we are, like I just had to figure out. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Malta is a small island country in the Mediterranean Sea, south oh, okay. of Italy. Okay, so, so yes, I was close. Yes, yes. You you were on. You were basically on. I, the right I've track. heard of it. I just yes. don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's technically an archipelago. It's two islands. Sure. Yeah. Um, like Hawaii, except there's just a couple of islands. There's like a smaller island to the north and a main nice. island to the south. Yeah. Um, uh, and Valletta is the capital of Malta. So we're talking about the capital of this So country. Malta is an actual country. Yes. Okay. Oh, you were thinking it was maybe like a city? I thought it was like a territory or oh, something. Oh, okay. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's an actual, it's the Republic of Malta, I believe, is the actual oh, okay. designation. I wasn't sure if I knew that. that mm-hmm. Okay. So the only reference I had to Malta prior to like looking into this was that one of um, my family's favorite mystery science theaters... Uh, Final Justice featuring Joe Don Baker, <laughs> who also played Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell, yeah. Um, uh, was filmed in Malta because it was like a spaghetti western or whatever, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and if you're wondering who Joe Don Baker oh, is, just think in your mind of what a person named Joe Don Baker would look like, and you've got it. You, that's him. <laughs> So, but, but it's in the, (laughs) Joe Don Baker, it is in the Mediterranean, so it's actually a really pretty country. Well, Malta, it sounds like it would be a pretty place, like a beautiful place. Just from the name? Yes, it does. Okay. All right. Malta. It it reminds me of like a malted beverage, (laughs) is what Malta reminds me of. For some reason, it's striking with me like a... Malta, like exotic and beautiful. Okay. I can see that. So, the the island of Malta, the nation of Malta, has a very long history of Christianity, um, and specifically so the, the missionaries made it that far. Well, yeah, yeah, and we'll get into that. So, I'm sure the, we will. Um, a shout out to my girl Aubrey, my friend Aubrey, who um, who was saying that anytime she hears the words. Uh, we'll get to that. She feels like she should take a shot, like a Pavlovian response, which is good. Shot. <laughs> shot. Shot. Remember, um, the more you drink, the better we sound. Exactly. The more we drink, the worse we sound. Yes. So you've got to drink even so, more to so make up gotta, for it. So you've got to level it out. Exactly. So Catholicism is the official religion of Malta, although, like... Well, it's it's just outside of Italy, so that's not surprising. Right, exactly, like Roman Catholicism. Yes, yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense. But but at least in modern day Malta, they also offer religious freedom just like most, you know, modernized countries. So, but Catholicism is technically the the um, official religion. So, according to the book of Acts in the New Testament of the Bible, sorry, going to go all evangelical on you, but Paul, one of the first century apostles of Jesus, so not one of his disciples, not one of his original 12 disciples, but anyway, um, in Acts it says that he was shipwrecked on the island of Melita, now widely considered to be Malta. So basically, the idea is that um, Christianity goes back to Malta like since Christianity existed. That's just sort of give context of like how far back Christianity goes in Malta. That also makes sense because uh, Jesus lived in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's hard on a map. Okay, Eastern, Western Europe. Europe is not very far from the Middle East. No, no. At all. No. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all in that region, that yeah. Mediterranean sort yeah. of region, yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that all makes sense that that's what they would adopt as yes. a religion. Yes. And if we're incorrect, Sarah Q will write us a very Sarah lovely letter. Please do, Sarah. That is not, that's not from, a dig. We haven't heard from you in a while. No, we haven't. Yeah, go ahead and email us. Anyway, 
In the 1500s, so we're fast-forwarding a bit. Anyway, super Catholic from the beginning. In the 1500s, religious leader Piero de Ponte introduced carnival to Malta, and it's been a tradition ever since. So do you know what carnival is? Or carnival, like they'd celebrate in Rio? There was that HBO show, Carnival. Yes, did you ever see that? I never watched it. It never... It gripped me for, like, the first season, and then I kind of fell off of it. Is that what it was kind of dealing with? Was No, that was actually about, like, a freak show touring in the 1800s or or something like that. Yeah. No, so Carnival as a concept, like, in Christianity, is um, the week leading up to Ash Wednesday... Oh, so it's okay. like Mardi Gras, but it's like Mardi Gras, that's but when, an extended Mardi Gras. That's when, um, I was about to say something crass, but I won't. That's when certain people oh. wear ashes on their head. So do you remember, or do, are you aware of what the significance of Ash Wednesday is, or how it falls in the Christian calendar? I, not really. Okay. I just know that some people who are hardcore Christians on mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday will go around with ashes Get on ashes their head. Get ashes on their head from the priest, yeah. So, which doesn't make any sense. Well, to me Ash at all. Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Which is like forty days leading up to Easter, um, where traditionally, like, you give up something for Lent. For example, my yes. bandmate Rich, who is Catholic, gave up alcohol, leading, and he's British. So yes, that was he a is. big. That was a big give up. The one thing I know not about... To, not not a dig at our, any of our British friends to say that you're alcoholics. Clearly, we are not in the position to judge right now. Continue. The one thing I know about Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. pretty much the only thing I know about it, is a reference to the Howard Stern show when I lived in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. for I lived there for about five years. Yeah. Um, his show was on in the mornings, and that's when Artie Lang was on. Oh. And Who's now on Crashing on HBO. He with, is. Uh, but Artie Lang is probably as disgusting and as deplorable of a, a human being that could possibly exist. Yeah, kind of a scummy person. Has some hilarious stories because he is right. like at the depths of humanity. <laughs> and the really the only reference I know of Ash Wednesday is he was talking about one time on the show um, when the internet first started kind of getting going. Mm-hmm. Like he late would, 90s? Yes. He would get um, hockey scores, like, you know, from his computer, from okay. his, like, mm-hmm. desktop computer. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the bookie that he went to mm-hmm. <clears throat> wouldn't get those scores the next day, which really kind of doesn't make any sense. If you're a bookie, you would you, think you would be on top of things, but whatever. It's, on the phone. it's him telling this story. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was telling the story that on Ash Wednesday... The, the bookie finally figured out what these guys were doing. They were putting in their bets after the game was over with, before oh. he knew the oh. final score. Because hockey, I mean, I, the system, yeah. I can't actually understand what hockey betting would be because every game comes down to a goal or two. Yeah, yeah, so, basically, most of them. So, anyway, the betting lines have got to be, you know, one and a half or two and a half, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway... He was saying he was telling the story about the book. He finally figured out what they were doing and kind of basically uh-huh. Robin. And he was like, and he came in and bitched them out at a McDonald's like during the day. But it was Ash Wednesday, and he had ashes on his head oh, while he was and doing it. He was it? like yelling and screaming at him with ashes, well, on, with his ashes on his head. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, so that's that's the only reference. I, sorry for the well, sorry the for tangent. the tangent. Uh, that's yes. okay. That's okay. So the idea is, so Ash Wednesday is like the the season of Lent, which is a season of like repentance, right? Leading up to Easter. So what do you think you do? That's what it, okay. So what do you think you do right before you repent? Uh, You go crazy? Yeah. Yeah. That's what carnival is. Okay. It's like, okay, for a week we go nuts, 40 days. For for the next 40 days. And then, and then... Christ is risen and now life is normal and we're not going either way. We're just normal. So, yeah. So that's the idea. So the word itself, carnival, comes from the Italian phrase carnevale, which means that meat is allowed. Because oh, traditionally during okay. Lent okay. in Roman Catholicism, that's right. it's not. You, you abstain from that's, meat. You can only have fish. 
Well, a fish on Fridays, right? Yes. Isn't that a thing? I, yes. I'm, Sorry, we're de- folks, we're dealing with two non-Catholics here, so... Is that like we're, two non-blondes, well, four non-blondes, We're two dealing with one person who was somewhat raised Catholic, but not really. You were semi-Episcopalian, and I'm evangelical. We don't yeah. really count towards Catholicism. But my grandmother was a hardcore Catholic, she and was. so are some of my she aunts and was. uncles. Yes, so. that's true, that's true. And we went to a Catholic baptism on Saturday. Yes, we did. So there was that. Yes. The priest was very nice. He was. And yeah. the the kids in their Elvis suits were really... <laughs> they were so fly. God, <laughs> those kids were, were amazing. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of partying and revelry and merrymaking during Carnival because it comes right before Lent, so you like... Uh, it's like a week-long Mardi Gras, like Fat Tuesday, right? Because... Fat Tuesday comes right before Ash Wednesday. So you sin on oh, Fat Tuesday. Does, does it really? Yes. Oh, I guess I, I so didn't know that. So the day before Ash Wednesday is Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. I, I honestly did not know what. Mardi is, is Tuesday, and Gras is fat. <laughs> I didn't know there that. There you go. <laughs> well, now the more you know. So now. Wow, I feel really dumb. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, this is a religious history. It's, it's okay. It's not, it's, not, it's not the first time. <laughs> so Malta is certainly not the only country that celebrates Carnival. Um, as I think that's right. We're back to Malta. Right. So, yes. <laughs> we're back to our topic at hand. So um, a lot of Christian cultures celebrate it, like famously Brazil, where it's known as Carnival, or Carnival, where in Rio... De Janeiro, they um, have the largest recognized carnival celebration in the world. I'll bet they do. Yeah, they have like two million people every every year there in Rio. It's huge and it's it's degenerate. It's like really yeah. they go hard on carnival. I really wanted to go to Rio until the, oh, uh, the Olympics. Until the Olympics uh, and knowing like what is in the ocean around there, and I was like, eh, we'll, yeah, we'll wait like, like nah, a couple decades and then we'll go to uh, Rio. I'll wait till uh, like my afterlife to go right. to Rio at this point after seeing I, what I saw. I have, you know, what's so strange? I've always wanted to see the Christ the Redeemer statue. I have. I know. Whatever. I mean, first of all, Rio seems like a really p- picturesque place, but um, I know. Anyway, well, let's get back to the topic. <laughs> So I personally find it kind of interesting, the concept of carnival, because it's like, well, we're going to repent, so we might as well just, like, fucking let loose prior, which is seems really hypocritical to me, but whatever. I'm not See, to me, that seems, on, that seems on point to me. Well, <laughs> I mean, see, and, really and that could, there's an argument for that, certainly, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, teach their own. So obviously we're not talking about Southern Baptists. No, we are not. Or evangelicals. <laughs> so anyway, Malta. This is all to say, <laughs> Malta has a long carnival tradition going back to like 500 years at this point. So the the reason I go into this is this particular tragedy. <laughs> oh, remember we're covering oh, this right. Valletta stampede. Oh, that's right. Uh, 100 plus people died. Yes. Boys. Boy, children. Yes. Um, it took place during Carnival, which is important and pertinent to this story. Sure. Um, so, yes. So, to give a little more historical context, because we haven't gone off topic enough, is that Malta in 1823 was a pretty tough place to live. Um, first of all, because any place in the 1800s was tough to live. I'm going to guess anywhere on Earth. In 1823, it was a tough place to live. But specifically, nine years earlier, just nine years earlier, less than a decade, in 1814, the Treaty of Paris had been signed, ending the war between France and the Sixth Coalition, which was Austria, Prussia, Russia, the UK, Portugal, Sweden, Spain, and a bunch of German states, which was part of the Napoleonic Wars. I was just just thinking, I'm like, that's about the time of Napoleon. Exactly. So at the, at the time of the end of Napoleon. Yes. So the Treaty of Paris made Malta officially become part of the British Empire. So okay. it's an historic context of Malta at this point. Um, and it also became, because it became a British territory, it um, was an important shipping stop on the way from Britain to India. So okay. as if, if you were sailing oh, from sure. the well, UK yes. to India. Yeah. So... Malta had a history of famine throughout the years. 
um, often exacerbated by the fact that it's an island nation with only so many natural resources. Um, And there were struggles with famine during the Napoleonic Wars, and that continued after the Treaty of Paris. So, just to kind of summarize this, Malta in 1823, super Catholic, a British territory, and struggling with famine in the wake of the Napoleonic Wars. So, despite all the awfulness of everyday life in Malta at this point in 1823, or more likely, like, because of it, a lot of the people in Malta were really looking forward to carnival in this particular year, like, as a break of the horror of what was going on around them. Well, sure, like and, and just to a just a, chance a party. Yeah, exactly. For a couple of days and just kind of forget about how right. shitty everything is. Right. And it was also, remember, they were British territory. It was yeah. also a chance for them to take some jabs at the British, through satirical plays and satirical parade floats and was, costumes. You have to remember at 1823. Yes. The UK or Great Britain, mm-hmm. as they were mostly known as then. I think so. Controlled most of the world. A, a, a huge number of territories. Just not us. Yeah. Um, yes. Us meaning the United States. Yes. Uh huh. They still controlled India, right? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they controlled India until the. Uh, 1930s, 40s? I am unfamiliar with that. Yeah. For a long time. Yes. Uh, Into World War II. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, Okay. But yes, Britain was the... World superpower. Superpower at this time. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're talking about a little dinky island, Malta. Right. Right. So they were using this opportunity, like, carnival, everything's sort of, like, loosey-goosey. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a very common thing to do. But... Unfortunately, things were about to get awfully grim for this particular Maltese carnival. So now, like, 30 minutes in, we're finally getting to the bad stuff here. So, there was a tradition in the last few days of carnival in Malta for the church to gather 18 to 15-year-old boys. So, boys within this sort of prepubescent to early adolescent sort of age range from less privileged backgrounds, so lower-class backgrounds at the time, um, from Valletta, the capital of Malta, and the three cities in Malta. So that means, specifically, that refers to Birju, Sanglia, and Cospicua in Malta. Very good. Thank you. I and, didn't and, sort and your, any and, of those. And you're half in the bag. That, I that, know. That was, that was pretty impressive. I'm so impressed with myself. So, <laughs> to participate in this procession, and after the procession, they would attend mass and be given bread and fruit. So remember, they were suffering from a famine at this point. Sure. So they were basically, the church was saying, okay, boys who are younger, like within the age range, 8 to 15 years, during, like near the end of carnival, like you all come participate in this procession. It'll get you like ingratiated with the church a little bit. And at the end, we'll give you something practical that your family needs. You need food. It's bread and fruit. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll give you food. So it, it's like a nice it's idea. Pretty enticing. Yeah. And it's a nice idea, really, because they yeah. were providing physical support for these kids and their families. So that it, it was it was a really nice idea and, a, and like a good motive. So um, the food itself was provided by both government funds and individuals who donated to the cause. So it was kind of like a community effort, you know. Um, So the tradition began by church directors who taught catechism classes, so like the doctrine classes for kids. Um, It was meant as a way to keep the kids safe during carnival. Like, okay, things can get kind of rowdy in the streets, so you kids come here to the church, we'll keep you safe, we'll teach you about God and shit, and (laughs) that's not what I know that's not what they said. And we'll give you food for your family. Um, so it was kind of like a protect... It was a nice idea and a, and a yeah. nice move and a good tradition. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go so well in this case. So Not for this one. No. On February 10th, 1823, they had the first procession of carnival season. Everything went fine. The boys attended mass in Floriana, a town just outside of Valletta. And then they went to the convent of Minori Osservanti, now called the Franciscan Church of St. Mary of Jesus, known to the locals as Tajesu. Huh. I said all that without 
any problems. Yes, she did. So, so far, so good. No problems. February 10th went just fine. Um, No problems with how she she pronounced things. (laughs) Pronunciated. I was was getting confused. And then I screwed up. Oh, I'm doing great. You're struggling. I am struggling. You're struggling. Like Joe Namath. (laughs) Um, So they were going to repeat the procession with another group of kids the next day. So on February 11th, 1823, the kids went to Mass in Floriana. Only this time... And here's your first opportunity. I, I gave you warning for this, mm-hmm. for your first story. Mm-hmm. The mass took an hour longer <laughs> well, than usual. Yeah, it's Catholics. So go ahead and tell your story about a long, extra long mass. An well, abbreviated version. Any Catholic mass you go to is going to be minimally an hour. Like, you're going well, to be there for an hour. most church services are, even evangelical. Are they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only know it through the eyes of... Episcopalian gotcha. and Catholic. Like high church churches. Yeah, and Episcopalian is Catholic light. I mean, it's the same... Right. High church. It's the That's same the doctrines, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, when my cousin Chad got married... In, in well, a mass, in a full yes, Catholic in a mass. mass. And that's where... Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, okay, like, you know, like, I, I mean... If anybody's listened to this podcast before, then, like, I give a shit about church, religion, all that kind of stuff. I'll play along, you know, because that's where people congregate, you know, especially yeah. for a wedding. Right. It's a ceremonial thing. Yeah. So I'll play along, whatever. I, I know the, you know. The responses. I, You're I, good with the responses. I do. I know all stuff, the responses. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't believe in any of the shit, but I'll play along. <laughs> um, Apologies to all Catholics who yes. are listening. Yeah. But uh, we like you. I do, and I do. Yeah, to each to each their own. If that's what you believe in, whatever. But anyway, at Chad's wedding, the priest at some point, and I can't. I honestly can't remember at what point this happened in the wedding after they did their vows, or it was before they did it. Mm. I think it was after they did their vows. So like everything was done except for the fucking priest talking. Pretty much, and Ugh. he talked minimally. For a half hour. Ugh. Minimally. Just and like I, and about and love I, and marriage. About, and about whatever. I don't it, know why it, I went it, into a, a New York accent there. Mowage. 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 You went to it a Jewish New York, New I know. York accent. <laughs> Which is not appropriate at all for a Catholic ceremony. <laughs> Continue. But uh, he was speaking, like I said, minimally for at least a half hour. Probably around 45 minutes. I'll give it that window. To the point where, and you know, this I was in the wedding. You, you were to, a, a groomsman. Yes. To the point where we're all up there, and even Chad, and I think even Andrea the at some point. groom and the bride. <laughs> we're, kind of, we're all kind of looking around like, is he going to stop talking? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, like, this has apparently been going on for centuries. <laughs> because this was happening in 1823. The mass went an hour longer than what it was supposed to. That's not surprising, especially surrounding, like, a festival. Okay, well, maybe this wasn't surprising, but it was consequential. So, uh, the the problem was the, the mass that these kids went to lasted an hour longer than it was supposed to. So when the kids proceeded to proceed in the procession to the convent in Valletta. You may proceed to proceed. Yes. It was around the same time as the usual carnival celebrations ended, so a bunch of adults were kind of like mixing and mingling with the procession, and some adults and children who were not supposed to be in the procession, who were just from the carnival crowd, purposefully started blending in with the procession, knowing that the kids were going to be given bread and fruit I, I, during okay. a time of I was famine. trying to figure out, okay, now I see where this so is going. So they were trying to see if they could get okay. food too. And this is the point at which I would like you to tell the second Catholic wedding story. <laughs> About well, communion, please. Well, if, if my mother is listening, she will be at some point. She finally downloaded the app. Yeah. No, guys, listen to this, because this is one of my favorite stories of all time. 
I'm not sure if it's gonna. It's uh, anyway, whatever. Um, so when my the story I told before was my cousin Chad getting married. The story I'm telling now is my sister getting married. My middle sister, Trina. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna guess most people listening to this have been in a wedding party before. Whatever. Or been to a wedding. Most people so have. you have rehearsal the night before, but as most people know, the only people who take rehearsal seriously are the people who are hosting the wedding. Everybody else could really just kind of kind of care less, it out, yeah. or at least that's my viewpoint. Like, <laughs> it certainly was in this case. <laughs> might be just me, but <laughs> the ending of it was not just me. It's like rehearsal is like, oh, you're supposed to do this, then you're supposed to do the second, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, we're going to the restaurant later for dinner and getting, <laughs> getting drunk. That's all we care about. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, um, at Trina's wedding, it's, you know, Trina and Dan are both Catholics. So it was a full Catholic mass. And it was in a having. huge uh, Catholic church, mm-hmm. like a really nice cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, so at rehearsal the day before, it's like, okay, we're going to take mass and like talking through the 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 ceremony. Yeah, it's like this is when you're gonna do it. This you'll is, take mass. You'll have communion. You'll, you'll, you'll drink the blood of Christ. You'll mm-hmm. you'll get uh, a share of bread. Mm-hmm. And it's just like okay, yeah, well, whatever. whatever. We'll, we'll we'll do that. But the idea was that the wedding party would partake first of communion, correct? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I okay. think that I think that's how it went. But now fast forward to wedding day. What <laughs> actually happened, David? Well. Uh, my sister and her husband mm-hmm. took communion. Mm-hmm. Because they were separate from the rest of yes. the party and everything, yeah. And then, well, they were doing, that's part of the, mm-hmm. uh, of a Catholic wedding, that's right. part of the ritual. The two of them specifically. Yeah. Yes. So they go up and do communion. Together. And together. Like and symbolic. And then, as, as also part of a Catholic ceremony, ceremony, they invite everybody else to come up and take communion. Right. Now, the, what was supposed to happen? Well, apparently that was our cue to go in the, the, the wedding as, party. In the wedding party, not just the men. We're talking about the bridesmaids ta- and, and the, the maid gr- of honor and yes. the groomsmen and the maid yes. of honor. Yeah, that was apparently our cue to go up and take communion. But kind of both parties were a little confused on who should go first or if we should go at all. So no, okay. So. We all kind of just stand there, mm-hmm. and my mother just goes up and takes <laughs> communion, does it, and... Wait, had the priest opened it up to just the I, general public at that I point? I think so. Yes, okay. I honestly don't So it was more of a general invitation, and the idea well, was for the bridal party to sort of initiate that. Yes. Yes. That, that, yes. So the priest said the whole, okay, and now we'll all take And now everybody in. else and who, so who has been confirmed. The, the wedding party neglected to do their part, <laughs> but your mother, mother was, was like, was so okay. adamant on taking communion. She went up there and took communion and... Went back to her seat. Not even that, like, oh. like nobody else followed her. So imagine this. <laughs> One poor woman. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sue. But it was kind of funny. Sue, I love you and I'm so sorry this happened to you, but it is one of my favorite stories of all time. Just the idea of one person paying attention to the goddamn rules that the priest said she was fucking obeying what she was supposed to do and you left her high and fucking dry. We all did. All of you. <laughs> all of you. Not only all of you, but all of the rest of every person in that church that <laughs> I was day. Just say it wasn't just us. Everybody <laughs> else left her high and dry. There was probably, I mean, 150 people there it's, at least. See, it's a story of like one goddamn person following the rules like they're supposed to, and every fucking other slacker in that building just being like, God damn it, I don't know. We didn't not necessarily not follow the rules on purpose. We just were unclear of what the rules were well, from the day before. Okay. Anyway, that's one of my favorite stories ever. But now back to children being suffocated. Now let's get back to children being stampeded. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So that they could drink the blood of Christ. Okay. So we have these kids proceeding 
from um, uh, Floriana to Valletta. Sounds to the good. convent in Valletta. Um, I'll buy that. But um, at this point, like, adults and other children are, like, mingling in, trying to, like, mask themselves in with the procession. Is like, oh, yeah, we're, we're part of this procession, too. Knowing they're not, but knowing they might get bread and fruit during this time of famine. So, around... So, people are desperate. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. That's kind of what it sounds yes. like. So, now around 6.30 p.m., we're talking... The boys in the procession entered the convent in Valletta, where there, it was like the terminus point of this procession, um, from one of the vestry doors. So, like a building adjacent to the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know what a vestry no, was. I had to look yeah. it up. So. Um, so, they entered a corridor and were supposed to proceed through the church to another door. That led out to St. Ursula Street in Valletta, and that's where the boys would be given their bread. So someone was there to, like, give them their bread and their fruit. Now, protocol during this procession was to lock the vestry door once all the kids had come into the convent to keep the boys from, like, being like, okay, I got my bread and fruit, now let me run to the back again and pretend like I haven't got my bread and fruit, and, like get more, you know, it's it meant to deter kids from being... Little shits. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking about adolescent and yeah. pre-adolescent boys, so yeah. Um, so, so they did lock the door after the procession had, had finished. Unfortunately, the procession was longer than it was supposed to be because these additional adults and children uh, yes. had snuck in without anyone really realizing it, so... Once the longer-than-usual procession of people entered the convent, the vestry door was locked shut, so no one could get out the same way they came oh, in. Oh, Jesus. So Sorry. the boys who were at the front of the procession, so the ones who were supposed to be there, these are the kids who were leading the procession, the boys who were supposed to be part of it. Um, so they were lining up, waiting in the corridor like they were supposed to before they proceeded to the door to get the bread and the fruit. But the people who were entering the church behind them, who were not supposed to be there, kept coming in, not realizing that the procession was too long at this point to be contained in this corridor. And so the boys near the front were pushed forward toward a half-open door near the end of the corridor. Now, does that remind you of anything? That Remember the Victoria Hall stampede? Yeah. But now there this, were all sorts of problems with that. Oh, yes. But, but that now, was, this half-open door was not bolted partway mm-hmm. open like in, in the Victoria Hall stampede. It was just a freely open door. But but the problem is... Um, the Okay, there's a few problems here. So the first thing is the corridor was lit by just one petroleum lamp. And at this point... In 1823. Yeah. Which means at, nobody could see anything. Right? So at this point, the lamp went out, and it became completely dark in this hallway. So it's it not... Pitch fucking dark. Yes. Like, there's no... Yes. So it's not known for sure why that happened, like, why this lamp went out. There's speculation that it may have been because like in a hallway of boys boys were like throwing their caps in the air trying to like extinguish the lamp because again like you said little shits that age boys of course like you get a bunch of them in one place what are they gonna do try to cause fucking trouble so that's possibly it it's not really 100% known but it but at any rate the the light got extinguished so it's just pitch black and at that people, point. I'm going to guess started to panic a little well, bit. Well, so it was more, it wasn't necessarily panic, but people were proceeding forward. They thought, okay, we're not queuing. We're not like lining up. We're proceeding. Yeah, so the people at the back of the line continued to push forward. And since there was no way out, but forward at this point, oh, the boys at the front of the line were pushed down a small flight of stairs in the darkness, and, like, just stumbled down the stairs. Here's a little bit for you, a visual. That's the door. You see, this is, like, part of a small staircase, like, yeah, eight steps Yeah, I mean, and this like is, that. yeah, and this is... In an old stone church, sort of 
thing. It's built to uh, 17th, 18th century specs. Right. This is an, this is an old church. Yeah, there, a there's, lot of, there, there's a no, lot of Catholic churches. There's no older. room for the handicapped or no, stuff like that. No, it's a narrow freaking no, corridor. And steps and not a ramp and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then imagine not being able to see a fucking thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so these boys were getting... Because people in the back didn't know Well, they had that, no idea. No, they didn't know that the boys were stopping. So this caused a domino effect moving forward. And the, all that energy is, is getting yes. transferred to the front. Yes. And so the boys who are falling towards God. the door pushed the door shut. Like, not purposefully. It was because right, they were just, falling. Right. Um, so God. it was very much a Victoria Hall, you know, scenario at that point. Um, so the door opened inwards, of uh, course, because we're talking pre, uh, <laughs> pre crash bars. We're talking way before. Uh, what's a labor party? <laughs> right, right. Like, towards huh? a lot of safety standards. Jesus so Christ! The boys piled on top of each other. Since no one else could see the stairs in the darkness, they were just they just kept stumbling down the stairs. So yeah, and the door opened inward. And the door opened inward. So now. The people who were getting ready to give out the bread and fruit on the other side of the door, as well as other people nearby just in the neighborhood, heard the children screaming because lights were out. They were starting to get crushed um, and came to rush to help them. Now, fortunately, the boys were not blocking the door to the point that they couldn't get it open. They were able to get that door open. Really? Surprisingly, like, yes. How? So I'm thinking maybe something. I mean, this is so long ago that it's a little. I mean, we're talking almost 200 years ago at this point. True. Um, it's it's kind of hard to find. I and I dug pretty hard, but it's kind of hard to find anything definitive. But my guess is that the biggest pileup actually occurred more towards the stairs than it did towards the door. Because if you look at this picture uh, yeah, and you Google it, yeah. there's a little bit of a path between the stairs and the door. So if a boy stumbled and, like, was pushed eventually all the way to the door, there's maybe, like, one or two boys that close. So it was easier to open the door. I don't think they were literally shoved so close to the door, unlike Victoria Hall. Yeah. Even, well, yeah. Well, it, thankfully... Yes, They yes. could get the doors open, which I'm, yes. I'm kind of surprised at. So but. they were, and they were actually able to pull many children to safety. They even revived some kids that they thought maybe were dead, but just needed to be able to breathe. So that was good. Um, but unfortunately, at that point, many children had already been suffocated, crushed, yeah, crushed asphyxiation, and, yeah, yep, just, or uh, trampled on and died. Um, some of the boys were found piled, like, up and oh, um, sure. or trampled, and unfortunately, others were found standing up, suffocated where they stood. So, the records on exactly how many children died, it, they aren't very clear. Um, some records indicate that 94 15- and 16-year-old boys were brought to the hospital, the Holy Infirmary, that day and died or were found to be dead and were buried the next day. Um, but more modern estimates put the number closer to 110 who died in the stampede. And they were, and they were yeah, the kids at the front of the procession, yeah. so they were the kids who belonged there. So they were, we're talking 8- to 15-year-olds. Yeah. Or 16-year-olds, I guess. Yeah, just a... God, the the I mean, the more I think about it, because this is our third Crush. crushing. We did. We definitely did. Um, obviously, the station, which included some of that. Uh, we kind did of. That was Hall, more. And the, what else? What else are you thinking? There was something else we did that involved people. We did people stadium cr- disaster. The the oh, South the African. Who, sta- the, the oh, who. and the who? Yes. So we're really. This is like our fifth or something. The more I think about it, mm-hmm. like. That might be the worst way to go. It really might be. It's a bad because one. you're because you're conscious for most of it. No, but, not but, necessarily. No, no, no. You lose consciousness eventually. Well, but that's you only lose consciousness after you're just beaten and broken and just no, no, done. no. That's not true because if you run out of air, you go unconscious. Yeah, and that means you you're beaten to, and broken. No, no. Nope, you can just be suffocated, and you can be suffocated standing up without being beaten I guess, broken. But either way, it's not pleasant. It sounds like a fucking terrible no, way to die. It's not fast. 
That's why, like, when we discuss, oh, that that sounds like, well, at least they died fast. Like, it sounds super morbid, but we're talking about, like, well. These kids did not these, die fast. No, these kids died in a these, crush. They suffered. Versus, say, the Mount Erebus disaster. Oh, yeah, People they were all slam a second later. It. Yeah, they yeah. were dead. So if you had, to, if you were, it's like a would you rather, a horrible uh, yeah. would you rather. I'd rather be on the Mount Erebus. Yeah. Be like, oh, that, that's a nice picture oh, of Antarctica. Like, oh, next thing you know. And then just done. And you don't even know it. Yeah. 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 So, and, and the, of course, like the terrible thing here is these were a bunch of like poorer kids in a really tough place in the world at this point. We're just trying to get their fruit and bread. For their families. Yes. And being good Catholic boys. Yeah. And just doing their thing. And they were the ones who were supposed to be there, not the (sighs) dipshits in the back. I mean, here here is kind of my, not that anybody wants it, here's my kind of overall take on religion. It makes sense 200 years ago. Well, okay. It, it, it does. I mean, it no, really... No, I gotcha. It, like, like but it, let's, let's not get too far no, in there. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to, but I'm just saying, for what people had to go through for... Yeah, no, I gotcha. ...to sustain mm-hmm. livelihood 200 years ago, we cannot even no, fathom today. We, mm-hmm. we just can't. Um, so for them to just do mass and do what they were trying to do just to get... Food for the yeah, day. Yeah. I mean, that's what they depended oh, on. Oh, sure, I would do that. And that's what, obviously, uh, another couple of thousand starving adults depended on. Yeah. And we're trying to get in on the action. Oh, I don't a think I think I don't think we're literally talking like thousands of people at this point. A couple hundred. N- maybe. Yeah. Maybe. At, uh, at en- enough to enough to crush people. Like like I said, well, and I'm not sure how long this corridor was. Like I said, um. Well, this isn't the whole corridor that I'm sure. showing in this picture, but um, the records around this time are oh, they're brilliant, shod- so. shoddy at best. Yeah. yeah, but now there was an investigation into this, and it was very quick to come, led by the lieutenant governor Malta. Okay, and the fine or maybe yeah, I guess it would be of the whole country. I don't know. Anyway. The findings were published just a few days after the disaster. So they were, like, right on it and right on let's get this figured out. So while there were accusations and rumors that the deaths were brought about by, like, deliberate action, like, people were trying to kill these kids, like, it was found and it really makes more sense that the stampede happened after, quote, a succession of errors. Sure. Unquote. Um, and that no one was, was, it was ultimately it, to blame. It was a celebratory festival where you've got people coming out. The 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 mass was delayed. Yeah. Which led to the what you what you were talking about additional earlier is people, what, yes, yes, additional people being in the like sneaking into the procession who wouldn't have been there otherwise. Um, people not noticing that like these adults and other kids were trying to sneak in. Locking them in, the door opening in, the the light going out. Yeah, it was just. It was a it was sort of a tragedy of errors in this case, yeah. you know. So, I I do find it kind of like, um, ironic or interesting that one of the aggravating factors of this tragedy was the fact that the mass these boys attended went an hour longer than it should have, so that's, like, why I wanted you to bring up that story. <laughs> but anyway. In the Catholic Church or the Episcopalian well, Church, Mass always church. goes always goes an hour longer than it it's, should have. It is not just <laughs> high church either, because I tell you, evangelical church, we were there every Sunday from 11 a.m. to at least 12.30, maybe 12.45. It was... Our tradition when I was growing up, we went to church... Every Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. There, there, there would be, I think occasionally, and there would be like something here and there where I'd go with my grandmother or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for sure, from the time I was born to the time I was, sh- shit, 21, 22, mm-hmm. I went to Mass on Christmas Eve. And still and, even and after the, that. Uh, yeah, a few times. times yeah. Um, and the... The main thing I remember about that, other than the, how fucking long it was, because Christmas Eve Mass, 
you're talking an hour and a half minimum. Oh god. It could go 2 hours. But the 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 main thing I remember about that is um god, I can't remember. But anyway, he had the swinging ball oh, yes, of incense, incense, right? The that, priest that could have suffocated like this narrow corridor just on its own. Well, but it was a big cathedral, so it was I'm just but I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> I gotcha. But you could smell... I'm not even kidding. Ugh. Like, when you would leave mass, mm-hmm. you could smell the incense, like, on your own clothes and, like, on yeah. everybody... I, I'm not even kidding. Like, you know what I'm talking about, that yes, fake I do. incense I do. ball? I, they, I have not they, witnessed it personally, but I've seen it, like, in movies and stuff. Evangelicals don't do that stuff, but, yeah. Good for you. For <laughs> well, that. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> But anyway, We're that thing for, us for a lot of other that things. thing would like it, it, like as soon as he came out of the back of wherever you could you smell, smell it, it like as oh, soon as it, and then I hate <laughs> incense too. So. <laughs> so to wrap up this, Ima- imagine story. a merkin ball of incense. <laughs> like that's that's what it was like. So to wrap up this story, unfortunately, to well, you know, whatever, however you feel about it, but. Um, to this day, there's no memorial, no marker, really? or anything. Yeah, but the church is still there. Apparently, because I yeah. yeah, I did see I these modern say that photographs. It looks like a modern yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, these are older structures. A lot of churches have been long standing, but yeah, nothing that I could find but that still, like, commemorates you would think they would these boys. Have yeah. Something. You would think so, but it was... I mean, we're talking 1823. That's a long time ago. It is, but still. I know. But yeah. then again, in 1823, it was like, okay, that's 100 dead kids. Eh, whatever. Maybe. Even, like, Victoria and, and we're, Hall and, and was talking, many years later. We're talking about a different part of Earth, too. Yes, we're talking about... We're talking about a region... A British territory We're talking about a region point. of Earth mm-hmm. that has been at war pretty much forever. Ex- ex- Currently. I'm going to say, I was going to say, like, except for, like, the past, like, 40, 50 years. Not since, like, they, they achieved their independence. I'm talking about a region, like, oh. like what they're associated with. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but, yeah. So maybe they were just like, well, you know, 100 yeah. dead kids in a cathedral, it happens. Maybe. You know, yeah. like a, like a, like an 1823 version of uh, Americans, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, God, no. No, that's horrible. Yeah, but that's where I went. Okay. I, you know I'm not going to edit this out, so you're going to have to live with that, the fact that you said that. So, And we're but both pro- going to have to live with the fact that we're drunk. But as far as morta- mortality now, mm-hmm. the thought of it is different than it was 200 yes, years ago. Yes, granted, yes. I, I For understand sure. that, yeah. So 15, 16-year-old right. boys dying... Probably wasn't that big of a deal 200 well, years ago. Well, it wasn't the same type of deal it is yeah. now. Maybe, yeah. No, I get that. So, yes, that was the story of the Baletta Stampede. <laughs> that is our morbid podcast again. <laughs> well, we have no nothing other than morbid. That's why we get drunk and do this, people. Yes. Do you not understand? We have to find another town that has died. If you lived in a town <laughs> that has died with zero casualties, please. That was a good one. Please That's email fun. us. That was fun. But do you know? We're, we're getting, the reason we're drinking is because we're depressed about no. doing this podcast. <laughs> but do you know that, like, our of all our podcasts, like, as far as listen, listens goes, uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania was one of our lower listens? Well, it is for now. Yeah, but... It'll, it'll get better. Well, I mean, in general, they kind of stick, so I think people <laughs> like this morbid shit. Jeez, you <laughs> sickos. You freaks. <laughs> Who listens to this? Oh, that's right. <laughs> we broadcast it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have a hint for next week's. Do you want to hear a hint? Sure. For next week's? Okay. It's going to be a quick one, and, and you're you going to have to... And, and then you can judge me next week on whether or not I remember the hint. <gasps> and this is just because this song has been running through my head because of this tragedy. It's going to be a quick one, so you're going to have to catch on. Ready? Okay. Uh, oh, werewolves in London. That's where I'm leaving it. Okay. So Warren Zevon killed people. Exact. Oh, no, that oh, would be that, crime. That'd, that'd be crime. Warren Zevon ran over people while he was drunk. No, that'd still be... We wouldn't cover that, that drunk driving. That would be driving. a crime. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Yeah. Um, Warren Zevon died in a sinkhole. Okay, that. that's better. Yes. Is he still alive, by the way? <laughs> Damned if I know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. 
<laughs> anyway, enjoy that cryptograph for this week. I think we should sign off. I think we should too. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another this has been another episode of, of all that. A highly drunk episode of drunk disasters. <laughs> That's another podcast. Uh, this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week. <laughs>